and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's been another fantastic performance, Road Reading FC at home. No, it was an absolute shit fest again, wasn't it? Losing at home to Middlesbrough 2-1. We all could see it coming in the second half. It's no surprise. One team's on the beach and the other team is managed by Colin. Matt, were you surprised by it? Um... Not really, no. <laughs> I mean, you like 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 you say, you could you could have seen it coming from from a mile off. There was defensive mistakes left, right, and center. McIntyre probably had his probably worst performance he's had in well since since he's been back in the team. Same with Osho. Same with pretty much everyone. It was just very very poor on every single front. Yeah, worse. I've also been joined by Eric Aragard. Eric, always call you Aragard. Oh God, but also. What did you think of it in the second half? It was poor, wasn't it, Harry? I think it, it, it was just a typif- typical game of a team that's got nothing to play for. I mean, Mid- Middlesbrough had something to play for, but they're just a poor side. Um, but they just wanted it, I think, that little bit more. And I think they probably deserved to win, didn't they? We, we had hardly had a shot on target, so we can't expect to get anything out of it. No, I think Middlesbrough definitely deserved to win in the end. Um, we had chances to make it 2-0. We had the one from Elise when he was straight through on goal and he seemed to not quite be able to get it under control. Bowen said afterwards he thinks that was a definite penalty. Um, I can't really agree with that, Matt. What do you think? No, uh, I think it's clutching at straws thinking that was a penalty. It was more Elise just he just didn't he didn't control it and then he just initiates contract contact. Like I mean, it, it was like if, if if that had been a penalty, I mean we we've seen some soft penalty some people have been saying given to us but if that had been given that would have been would have been the softest of the lot I can't even I like I said it said it during the game it was it's just more Elise Elise just being very very poor there I don't even really know what Elise was trying to do really even running towards goal he just seemed to just didn't even control it and just ran into the keeper so yeah no no I don't think it's a penalty what did you think Eris and also on Elise's performance tonight yeah, I think um, Charlton's penalty claim on at the weekend was stronger than than Elise's one. Um, Elise overall, I mean, if if he had end product, he'd be he'd be dangerous, wouldn't he? He's got these glimpses of quality, and he just he just doesn't seem to be able to string everything and put everything together. But I think the potential's definitely there. You just hope that um, as he matures, he adds that to his game. Like if he added more goals and, and you know, assists, a bit of end product, he, he would be absolutely lethal, especially in the championship. But today, yeah, not his best performance. Um, tried, maybe trying a bit too hard to impress. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he did set up the goal from the corner, didn't he? But that was, I've seen a few performances from Elise in the last few games when he, he's trying killer passes too much. Just a little bit of simplicity. It's something that John Swift had a tendency to do, and he's kind of eradicated that a little bit out of his game. And now he just, if he's kind of played a couple of bad passes, he seems to just say, okay, I'm just going to play five yard passes now for a couple of minutes, and then I'll get back to where I was. And it's, you know, he's only 18, at least, eh? so we'll see how it goes. But I totally agree with you. Eh? His end product in his final pass is not. It's not quite there. And you can see why he's been released by the massive clubs that he was at before. And he's at Reading. You also have to question, though, like uh, how many options does he have up front ahead of him? Like how, how many runners? Like we don't have a player that runs into the channels that he could thread balls through to, for example. So 
I mean, I do feel for him because you you do sometimes, especially today, where the, there was kind of like a lack of urgency across the whole team. He doesn't really have lots of runners or lots of really obvious options that could lend itself to his game. But again, probably trying a little bit too hard as well to create something out of nothing by himself and just not not doing it. So. Yeah, no, no, you're probably right there. I mean, I thought Puskas did okay, but he's not that runner in behind. He hasn't got that pace, has he? We don't have that play. Even when Jao's there, he doesn't have that pace. He gives you more of a presence, that's for sure. But what did you think of the idea? It's not a totally original idea from Mark Boeing to play Liam Moore as a central kind of defensive midfielder match. Do you think that worked or... Do you think it was a don't bother again situation? No, I kind of said it the weekend uh, after after the Charlton game that it's not really something. I know Gomez tried it at the very end of his ten, tenure at Bristol City away. I didn't really like it then, didn't really like it the weekend, and I really didn't like it tonight. <laughs> you know, Moore was probably, if, 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 if he didn't score that goal tonight, probably would have put him probably second worst player on the pitch tonight behind Elise. I know it's probably harsh to say Elise was the worst player on the pitch tonight, but it was it was pretty pretty awful on all fronts really. Um and you know, barring Liam Moore's goal for what Moore was doing defensively for the second goal, God only knows he pretty much just falls over in the middle of the box like when the ball comes in. Um but again and he, he had a number of chances when I think there was one in the first half when he was trying to counter attack up and it was just a typical defender's just pass that just went got it just went to nobody you know if 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 that's swift going forwards you know it might be a different story he might have more confidence to to check back or might even have the quality to put in you know a pass around um around the defenders but you know it's just you just, you just don't want to see a a, a centre back playing in a um center center mid pivot kind of role you know it's it's it, it's like like i said at the start it would have almost been it probably would have been better you know kind of dropping swift back into that position moving elise um slightly more over and probably playing you know an out and out winger however poor he was tonight you know masika out on the wing you know because then at least you, you you're not trying to fit um square pegs into round holes you know it's like it's it it, it just it's trying to find something that isn't there. You know, Moore has never been a defending mid. He never will be for the exact reasons that we saw tonight. I think the club are in a difficult situation, aren't they, with Liam Moore? They're giving him this big contract. Yeah. Supposedly, you're going to build your team around your captain. And yet, you know, his performances haven't been that great, especially out of position. And now he's got this big contract. Uh, and if you do want to sell him, you know, for every game that he plays at the moment, his price, his price tag is probably going down. So what do you do as a club? Like, you, you've got to probably try and, and, and back your captain. But then if he keeps making those mistakes and we keep letting goals in, you know, it's, it's not an easy situation for the club to be in at the moment. I think the big thing about that, if if you're if you're if if you want to give your backing to your captain though, you play him in his position. You don't start trying to you know force him out into into other positions that he doesn't want to play. You know you play him at centre back as captain. You know it, like playing playing him at defending mid, it just doesn't really make make any sense. You know may, maybe Bowen thought it was it was a last resort. You know maybe maybe Masika isn't quite up to you know starting fitness, so he couldn't play play. You know what 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 what. I, Possibly suggested, you know, left Masika at left mid, Lise, um, central mid, and 
swift there you know maybe injuries have dictated that but it just shows pretty much how much of a pretty un, unbalanced squad we've got at the moment and i it, don't it, think um masika being left out to start an 11 is a fitness issue what do you think paul uh no i don't think he's got the ability i think that's the basic issue i think he's going to look okay in league two uh maybe league one uh push but he's really done very little very little when done, we've seen him. and you can say this, yeah. he hasn't had enough time on the pitch and i get that but there's nothing I've seen apart from a little glimpse against Barnsley when he came on and he was given a hell of a lot of space to run into. Apart from that, he just looked pretty I'm, basic. I mean, he doesn't cost us anything. I'm yeah, no, I'd agree. that we have a better player in our under 23s that would benefit from the first team action more than putting Masika. We got, there's got to be somebody in the under 23s because, uh, you know, our academy has been decent and there's some players that are coming through. So what what we are doing, you know, persisting with him, I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of agreement between the clubs because we got him from China or whatever, I don't know. Are you suggesting that an agent could have some power at Reading Football Club, Eric? <laughs> no, not in the slightest. <laughs> Old Grabshan, uh, uh, yeah, you know, your best your best mate. Your <laughs> best mate, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, sadly, I don't think it's just him. But um, I think... I don't know. On the Liam Moore situation, it's a really strange night for him. He comes in, scores his first goal for a long time since just after he signed that long contract we were just talking about. Um, perfect. Doesn't matter where you score them for. He almost scored another one just before, which was charged down. Defensive midfield, like you say, is not his position, so he's always going to find it hard there. But then the second goal, it's... It's what we've seen so many times, isn't it, from Moore in the last season or so. And you think, who would you rather have in that position right now? You'd probably say McIntyre, but Patrick Roberts nearly did it to him just before. But I was thinking we should have brought on Matt Miazga at some point there. Um, I wasn't thinking desperately that we should definitely do this, but I just wonder why we've got players like Miazga in the club and we're not using them when McIntyre looked like he was struggling. Physically, he's not used to playing week in, week out, is he now? He's still think, a young player. I think the thing with, with that is, obviously, in the last few games, we kept clean sheets with Morrison and, and McIntyre, so they deserve to, to, to start. Yeah. Yeah. Now, after today's performance, it'll be interesting to see what Bowen does, because if it was up to me, then, yeah, I'd be tempted to bring Miazga in. Um, there's also this whole thing about, should you maybe give Liam Moore another chance in his natural position, because he is club captain. Um, it's quite an interesting dynamic. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the last two games. But then again... The last two games don't really matter now. We've got absolutely nothing to play for, even mathematically. I know it was unrealistic anyway, but we've got nothing to play for. Players are already on the beach. They proved it tonight. So are we going to get a lot of insight in the next two games? Probably not. No, we're probably not because there's nothing on it, is there at all? And But having said that, one of them is away. So we probably do quite well there. So the mentality of the players, I do not understand. We've heard for the last, I don't know, three years, if we play in front of the home crowd, those vicious Reading fans, they're going to break us down and it's too much for us to deal for. We cannot take that level of abuse. The way they abuse us by just leaving early is just too much to take. OK, well, there's nobody there and you're still not doing it. You know, I just wonder if maybe originally the actual problem was you as a squad of players, not the fans. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Do you think they've been reading the Reading Chronicle um, article about uh, Reading's football hooligans from a few years? <laughs> yeah, the hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just find it amazing. It's just, most people will say winning away is the harder thing to do than at home. 
And they do that really well with third in the away league under Bowen. That's really impressive. But at home, we're so mid-table. And against teams that we've played Stoke, they're pretty rubbish. Huddersfield, they're pretty rubbish. Middlesbrough, you know, I know they beat us tonight and well done to them. They deserve to win in the end. But they weren't great, were they? There was opportunities for us to score and we just didn't take them. Why is this happening, Matt, at home? It's it's almost quite laughable, really, when you look at it, when you look at it over the years. You know, it's just, it's like Reading, Reading fans, like you say, they're, 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 they're not a Leeds, you know, if you lose, if you misplace one pass, you'll be booed off the pitch. Like, yes, to be fair, it got pretty toxic towards the end of Yap Stan's tenure and probably never seen anything that toxic before and probably will never see anything that toxic again. I certainly hope not. But I mean, you know, we're not, like, 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 not like we ask for much. We demand for much. You know, we're not constantly on the players' backs. You know, support-wise, probably over the last few years, we've probably been better than probably what we have been historically. You know, um, so why the stadium isn't even full most of the time, is it? We, 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 we yeah, exactly. You know, you're not like, like you know, I don't if know. Tell it, we get twenty thousand a week, apparently. I don't well, know. Where <laughs> it's from. Well, it's, 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 it's the weird thing. It's like home attendances have dwindled and dwindled you know from from averaging you know 17 18,000 which we pretty much did did average you know over uh, 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 over the mid mid um uh noughties and into the early part of last last decade you know it was it, attendances were pretty consistent but over the last you know f- three four years they've just dwindled 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 and the players fear to play at home has seemingly gone up and up and up you know, it's just completely, I don't know if it's just a stigma that they get in their head or what it, like, I mean, I don't really understand it. Because like you say, it's, what is there to fear at home at the moment? You know, you're playing an empty stadium. It's no different to playing away from home at the moment. You know, it's just, it's baffling. It's utterly baffling. And like, the only thing I can put it down to is just a, just a mental stigma inside the players' heads. You know, just thinking that, oh, God, we're playing at home. We're going to do awful. Well, if you think you're going to do awful at home, you will do awful at home. You know, it's, it's like if you're going with a negative that. attitude. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like I'm not surprised Bowen can't put his finger on it because I think every bloody Reading fan pulling their hair out at it at the moment because it's, it's just baffling. Yeah, multiple managers have had the same issue. It's not yeah. a new thing. It's not it's just not, it's not Bowen, anything. It's... Like Clement, Gomez. Mm. I, I just... I just think it's an easy way out. An easy way out. And that, for me, yeah. sums up... I just screamed mentality. Yeah, it sums them up in the last three years. as comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's everything it's... against what Mark Bone's trying to achieve by us not being a nice club. Yeah. And I think we need to get some more arseholes <laughs> into that club if we're going to get home form. That is what we need. Another I mean, Joey Vandenberg. That is what we're crying out for. Yeah, when we watch us at home, we're just, oh, it's just really horrible, isn't it? I think we need another Joey Vandenberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, you, you know, we do need to get nastier. We do need to be harder to, to play against at home. I think away from home are the mentality that we have, you know, we, we do seem to want to try and keep it a bit tighter under Bowen, um, not be too expressive, etc. But you think about the, the games we had in and around Christmas. We looked really good and we were playing some really good football, like the Fulham away performance, for example. So you, you know that the potential is in there and that makes it even more frustrating because you just think, what are they actually doing? Um, and, you know, even even at, um, uh, around that Christmas period, even at home, we were playing OK. So 
the potential's there, but we, we definitely need to find a way to to have a big clear out. And I think that's that's due anyway, isn't it? With um, with COVID, with some of the contracts coming to an end, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in this short sort of summer break, which is a bit weird anyway because of the way the scheduling's working. Yeah, nobody's even announced yet when we actually start again in the championships. Uh, who knows when that'll be? It could be a three-week break. I mean, it wouldn't be impossible, would it? They don't need a long break because they have just had three months off. So it's kind of not a problem, really. I mean, who knows? A lot less time to do things like recruitment, and then you don't know about budgets and finances as well, and you don't know whether you're going to be selling season tickets next season. No. So it's all up in the air. It must be super difficult. Yeah, no, really difficult to have. Financially, it's a disaster for clubs, isn't it? I can see so many uh, going under at some point because not having season ticket sales is just... And you can't sell them at the moment. I was just discussing with this on someone on Twitter and they were saying, oh, they don't know whether they're going to reinvest and get a new season ticket. Well, we can't sell them, can we? No. The the good news that we've had this week is that, uh, obviously, with Man City being reinstated, financial fair play just doesn't count. No, hopefully no, the club could just definitely bank- true. <laughs> the, the could just bankroll the club for a bit, um, cheat our way through it, and get away with it. That'll be the the ideal situation. Definitely, I totally agree with that, Eric. I one hundred percent think that is the way forward. <laughs> it's kind of like I think, I, I think a lot of clubs are going to be in trouble. So hopefully, there's a bit of leeway leeway in in the FFP rules anyway. But just with this Man City verdict, you just think, well, it's a joke anyway. So hopefully. You know, other clubs will follow suit and won't be punished. And uh, I think the whole of UEFA need to sort themselves out anyway. But that's that's for a different podcast. I think we could talk about that for hours. Wow, if we're going to go into UEFA, we could be here for months. Yeah, let, let's not. Months. Let, let's no. let's not. I mean, it's probably more of a cheerful topic than tonight's performance. So I don't know, but yeah, let's not. But we did have more possession, and one of the things that gets thrown at Mark Bowen is how we're continuously winning games away from home and we have, say, 35 40% possession. Um, on Saturday, he puts seven defenders on. We see the game out. We go away with three points. You can't do that every single weekend. That'd be ridiculous. I mean, you don't want to see that every single week. And he hasn't done that all the time as well. It's not the first manager to put on a lot of defenders at the end of a match, though. Maybe seven and four fullbacks is a little bit of a record. But on his style of play, we see a lot of criticism. Matt, what do you think on Mark Bowen's tenure as manager watching the match? Forget the results. Forget the kind of like style of, forget the, not the style of play, forget the kind of where he's taken us. Do you find it enjoyable or do you find it dull? It's it's an interesting one because I've, I've, I've obviously been quite, quite quite vocal in my backing of Bowen and I would still keep that there because it, like whether whether you think the football at the moment is is dull is unattractive the main thing on his resume when he would have come in or the main thing on his job description when he came in would have been to stabilize the club to 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 to, to, to well first off get us out of relegation because you know that was the first and primary thing that was you know facing us back in October you know, and then stabilise the club. What he's done is pretty much, you know, done that, you know, and he's done that with, with a very unbalanced squad. He's had quite a few injuries as well. You know, he's never really had Puskas and Jao fit at the same time. One or the other's always been injured. You know, we've had quite a few injuries left, right and centre. So, and tonight was pretty much, you know, the prime example of that. Like, yes, we've seemingly got count, countless players that are not fit to play. You know, Adam 
um, Aruna, Pale, you know, all that could have, you know, potentially played tonight in midfield instead of Liam Moore. But like, you know, he, he like, I think I, I'm, it's, it's not, it's whatever way you try and paint it, it's not the most attractive football, but you know, we're Reading FC, we're playing in the championship. If you're wanting very good, very attractive football, you go watch Man City, you know, you go watch Liverpool. If you're going to watch it for the beauty of the game, you know, you're not going to be watching Reading FC. You're not going to be watching championship football, frankly, if you're watching it for the beauty of the game. You know, it's like you've got to kind of have a bit of a realistic head on at this point. Like, yes, it's not the most attractive football, but, but you know, we've been fighting relegation for, for, for you know, all of, you know, four or five seasons, bar one season under Stam. You know, it's it's always been looking behind us. This is pretty much the only time, you know, we've kind of had a, you know, early season sabbatical because we've not been in a relegation fight. You know, this is almost the... You know, stereotypical mid-table mediocrity kind of finish that we're experiencing. Maybe we're kind of not used to it because, you know, we've always been celebrating at the end of the year because we've stayed up. You know, we've kept up being in the championship, you know. So it's like at the end of the day, I think you've got to kind of just take it in perspective. Like, like you know, yes, we've not been the most attractive team to watch, but Bowen has made us nastier to play against. He's, you know, ultimately our defence is a lot, lot better now than it has been at the start of the season or even past few seasons come to that. It was one of our main problems, our defence, and he shored it up, you know, and he's built a good basis to go forward. Whether or not he's going to, you know, take us forward to, to the next step is a question for another day. But like at the, at the end of the day, you can't really say that he's not going to take us there because he's still pretty much with a team that he's inherited. You know, he didn't make too many changes and he's still a very unbalanced team. So it's... What do you think on him, Eric? I, I think um, you, you could tell Bowen spent a long time with Mark Hughes and it's kind of, I liken us to kind of Newcastle in the in the Premier League. You know, they've they've settled for the safer option in, in Steve Bruce. We've done the same with Bowen. It's, it's safer, it's effective. Uh, he probably wouldn't get as relegated, um, you know, fingers crossed, but he's definitely stabilised as he's made us harder to play against. But I kind of feel a little bit sad because it feels like we've just given up the kind of dream of, you know, we brought Yap Stam in. He was, we were meant to play this kind of European style of football, same with Jose Gomez. Clearly that didn't work. It feels like we've kind of given up on that dream of being more an expansive side and playing better football. And we, we're just settling for now effective. Um and you kind of got to ask yourself, obviously, we've been spoilt last um, 10, 15 years with Koppel, with McDermott. Um, but are we now just settling for, for safe? And that's kind of what it feels like to me. And that's the sad thing, because I, I really enjoyed, you know, the, the teams over the last 15 years that I've been going. Most of the time, we've tried to play attacking football. And it just feels like now we've given up on that dream. We've gone for, a, you know, Mark Bowen was a defender. We're, we're safe. We're effective. We win enough games to... Kind of stay, but like Matt says, the question will he take us to the next level? It remains to be seen, right? Because again, that spell at Christmas that we had, we were playing some great football and it was entertaining to watch. So it could it could also be a case of letting him balance the squad out a bit better to the squad that suits you know the the kind of tactics that he wants to play. We might all of a sudden be a lot better side, and even with someone like Luca Zhao in the side, we look better as well. So there's a lot of kind of question marks around Bowen, but I do overall feel like it's a bit of a safe option and it makes me a little bit sad but I'd take that if we you know if, as long as we stay up the one the one thing I would probably add on to that you know you talk about um 
the you know we we were sold you know the European dream when Sam came in and, and everything then Gomez followed but at the end of the day that nearly killed us as a club you know that 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 beautiful football that you know we were we were promised and you know we you know ultimately we all want to watch that you know we all want to watch a very attractive team to play against but that nearly killed us as a club you know Yapstam nearly took us down Gomez you know was probably lucky not to take us down you know if it wasn't for you know the championship being such a poor division really in the last few years and relegated teams being so poor you know we probably would have been down in the last few years is that all down to their tactics though or is it also down to poor recruitment because i think poor recruitment has been a massive part yeah years. so recruitment's awful all of it as an overall picture and you think mm. you know the european dream but the recruitment was pretty terrible um True. but yeah valid point yeah, no, I totally agree on the recruitment. Um, that's been poor under all the managers because we've got no continuity there. That's where, and I'll say it again, Nicky Hammond was such a key man because he was always there. It didn't matter what manager we had. He always had the system set up and having that there was just perfect because we had when the next manager in would know that he'd be secure in that setup. But at the moment, we don't have that, so we can't change that as fans. We just have to deal with it. So another disappointing night at home overall. It's going to be just the mid-table cruise now, isn't it? Until the end of the season. Who knows? I mean, he could play a load of academy players in the next match. That's something that Bowen definitely has done. He's definitely put academy players in. You can't, you know, that's one positive. There's lots of positives, really. I'll sound a bit negative there. So thanks a lot for listening. And uh, yeah, we could be back after the next match. I'll see how motivated I am. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) (coughs) There we go.